Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer, helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, Joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. Okay, so it was about 34 degrees outside Fahrenheit. So if you do Celsius, that's like zero, one, it's like one degree centigrade. Um, and there is a big black barrel full of water that we had to break the ice on. I had been not, not pushed, not shoved, but challenged and invited, shall we say, to do a cold plunge. And so my friends and coaches, uh, Kate and Sally, literally broke ice on the top of this barrel. And I get in the barrel. It's so cold <laughs> that I immediately stop. Like, I can't feel my toes. I just feel the, the stinging cold of what's happening. And I immediately have to control my thoughts because I start to panic. Like this is so cold. I have to get back out and the air is so cold and I just have to sit and breathe. And I have to start controlling what's happening in between my ears. <laughs> so as I am sitting in this cold plunge, all I can do is breathe and maintain not only my physical regulation, so my, my body doesn't go into panic. I have to control my emotions so I am not starting to panic. So my, my emotional state doesn't get so wrapped up in order to stay in this cold plunge. And then I have to also control what's happening in my mind. And after I got out, I just kept thinking that 
is the way of a leader. Now, did I choose to get into this cold plunge? <laughs> yes, I did. There are some options that, you know, opinions that may say that was foolish or not, but we're not going to talk about that. But sometimes we get into a cold plunge as a leader and we don't have the choice. Something happens and we have the opportunity to manage our own internal thoughts. And that is actually the number one leadership skill that you need is the self-awareness to understand your own internal thought life. So today, if you are here live, I would love to know um, if you've hey, if you've ever cold plunged. I'm just kind of curious about people who cold plunge on a regular basis. I've only done it a couple times. I don't have my own barrel in my backyard to cold plunge, but um, and how you think about your leadership mindset that the mindset of a leader isn't just get stuff done. The mindset of a leader is actually to manage the story that is happening inside your mind. And then you can help other people do that. Change management is really the beginning. The beginning of change management is really about changing the story. So your own leadership mindset, the story that's happening inside your own thought life, is actually the beginning of change management. It is the beginning. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. I'm so sorry. Um, the beginning of you becoming a better leader, of you managing a better team. So today's mini workshop is really, what does that mean? What does the internal story mean? And then how do you change that? Why does it matter? And how do you change that? So in uh, the model that I use that I call Joyosity, so this is my Joyosity model. It has these three different areas of experience. And so we've been talking about our personalities. We've been talking about values. And we've been this month, we've been talking about stories. Last week, Kwame and I talked about the internal stories of negotiation when you negotiate with yourself. And so this is this idea of controlling your internal thought life. And like, what do I do? when I'm managing my internal stories, because it is a key piece of creating positive culture. The complexity of people is because everyone has their own story that they're living in, just a movie that's rolling in your mind. And so we're here in this explore section of creating positive culture, because that begins with you as a human. It also begins with helping your team. After you do it for yourself, you can help your team understand the story that they're trying to live in. And the reason this is so powerful here is I, I know it's kind of hard to see this slide, but a bunch of research around the outcomes of high levels of self-awareness. So here's what you can see. There's a purple team and there's a pink team. So the purple team is a team with high levels of self-awareness. And the outcomes that happen when you have high levels of self-awareness mean you have better decision-making quality, you have better collaboration on your team, you have better conflict management, you have higher profits, and in better committed and engaged teams, which means your employees stay. And in general, you have more happiness. I mean, please tell me in the comments, this, these are the outcomes you want, that you want better decision-making quality, you want more happiness, you want more profit. These are all things that happen when we have high levels of self-awareness and can manage the stories inside our own mind.
So here is the story process. So here's what happens and why controlling the internal story actually determines your results. So we can sometimes think, oh, that's just mindset stuff or the story I'm telling myself, yeah, 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 whatever. But it actually determines your results. And here's why. So something happens. Uh, yesterday, if you were watching the Super Bowl or if you are listening to this later, the 2024 Super Bowl 53, where the Chiefs won, there was a moment when uh, Travis Kelsey really lost his cool and was yelling at Andy Reid because something happened. Something happened. Now, he made up some kind of meaning from that. That's the story inside his mind. I don't know what it was. I love Travis. I have a lot of empathy on this day of all days, this super intense, you know, the most important up until this time, day of his life, probably. He made up some kind of meaning from whatever happened. And then he decided to act on that meaning, which meant in the moment, really shouting at his coach. That determined his results of what happened. Same thing happened for Andy Reid. Something happened. Travis Kelsey is yelling at him. He made up some kind of meaning. Now, I'm going to guess a little more at Andy's meaning. Andy Reid's meaning probably was more along the lines of, I'm going to stay regulated and this will pass. And I'm going to stay in control of myself and the team. I'm not going to allow this to impact the rest of the team. Now, I don't know if that's the story inside his mind, but I'm guessing there was something around that. And that determined what he did, which meant he stood there. He probably was taking some deep breaths and he didn't let it affect the rest of the team. Now, that one moment in the Super Bowl could have really derailed the rest of the team. There were a couple other players that really got up in their head and you could tell, and it determined their results. Now, ultimately, the team won. The Chiefs won. And while as a native Kansas City, and I'm super happy about that, the point for you is to realize our results are determined by the meaning that we make inside our minds. That's the story that we create. That's why understanding your leadership mindset is so powerful. Because without it, you will just let it happen. You will just move through life and it's just going to keep going. Have you ever had that happen? I mean, I think for me, it happens most often in traffic. I make up some kind of meeting about somebody and I then I start acting on it. But it happens in all the areas of your life. When you receive an email, when somebody says something to you in a meeting, you get a new assignment, a client responds to you in a certain way, you create a meaning in your mind and then you act on that meaning. So what do we do with these stories inside our minds? How do we adjust the stories? If you were listening to uh, an, the other episode with Kwame, we were talking about how sometimes you have just all these thoughts over and over and over again, and they just flow through your mind. And if you just let those thoughts flow through your mind, soon enough, you just start to believe that you're they're true. And then they determine your results. Whereas a leader says, okay, here is the thought that I'm having. Some way to think about it is as if you can catch it. So like you catch a thought and you're like, wait, what is this? What's the meaning I am making from this incident? What's the story I'm telling myself? Those are all different ways to capture your thought. And when you capture a thought, you have the ability to observe it. We tend to use all kinds of judgment words 
rather than observational words. So that is one of my challenges to you, not say that this is wrong or right or good or bad, but just what is it? What am I thinking? Then when you capture it, you have the ability to choose. Is this actually true? Is this something that is helping me? Could there be another meaning? Could there be another possibility of creating a story around this thing that has happened? The ways that we create the other meanings can't begin until we identify, here's the meaning I'm making. Here's the story that I am living in. And I've been talking a lot about your personality and your Enneagram personality. Your Enneagram personality is always telling a story. So if you get really good at identifying the story your personality is telling you, you will get faster and faster at identifying that story in your mind when something happens. So for example, I have a client who is an Enneagram one and he is, was really struggling through how to shift in career. And he really hated this one aspect of it. And he had, I, I could hear all of these words. He's like, it's just stupid. It's gross. And he kind of had all of these stories around it. And so as I asked him questions around it, we started to identify what's the story he was making up about this aspect of switching careers and this aspect of, of change in his life. Now he wanted the change, but because the story was, this is gross, this is bad, he couldn't actually get to the results that he wanted. Now, as an Enneagram one, he wanted to be right and good because if something was bad, then he couldn't be in alignment with that because then he wouldn't be good. Because the idea of an Enneagram one is that I'm not allowed to make mistakes. I'm not allowed to try because I have to be perfect the first time through. When that happens inside your mind, whatever your Enneagram type is, if you get really good at identifying that story, you will move through it faster. You won't stay stuck in, in not being able to move forward. So for him, starting to identify, I can try this because I'm saying that it's bad and gross because I don't know if I can be perfect at it the first time through. What happened was he was able to shift and started to experiment with some things and started to find some traction and movement in where he wanted to actually go, all because he could identify the story in his mind and he used the knowledge of his Enneagram type to get through it faster and more effectively, which is why I love using the Enneagram personality framework, because it's not just what you're doing. It's it's why that deep why motivation of the Enneagram one to be right and good was impacting his ability to move forward. And if you've never done anything with your Enneagram and you're like, any what I am offering. Uh, Enneagram Navigator sessions for you. So if you are interested in discovering your Enneagram type, I would love to talk to you. If you're listening to the podcast, it's jenwhitmer.com slash Enneagram dash typing. And I would happily do that with you. Uh, I'm curious if you're listening, if you know your Enneagram type, if you would put it in the comments. Uh, so if you're new to the Enneagram, they're by numbers, but each Enneagram type is telling a story telling story. And when you identify that, you can navigate life so much smoother. 
so much smoother. And those, those Enneagram Navigator sessions aren't just an assessment. It's me helping you figure out, well, now what do I do with that? And we can talk about the story. We can talk about what's next for you. Any leader who understands personality is going to be a more effective leader because of that's what the research shows that I showed you earlier, that you'll have better decision-making quality. It's because you understand the story. You will have more collaboration because you understand the stories other people are creating. You will have more happiness in general. It's because you have figured out how to control the thoughts that go between your ears. You've configured out how to write your movie inside your mind. That's what that research shows. It's because you can keep doing this inside your own mind and then you change the story. Think about that, that confidence. Um, yeah, I have two twos that are listening right now. And like how you show up as a two, as someone who is like, oh, I have to help, help, help in order to make sure everything is okay. That impacts the way you get your work done. And for and taking time for yourself, all of that matters as a leader. And so discovering your Enneagram type and really digging into that helps you lead yourself more effectively. Then you can lead other people. Yeah. As a nine, as you're listening, if you're a nine, Jean is like, yeah, I'm a nine. And what that does is I, I, I don't want to cause conflict. If I cause conflict, then I can't move forward. There's always conflict as a leader. You have to learn how to manage that. And if you can't figure out how to change that story in your mind as a nine, you will stay stuck. This is the power of the Enneagram. And it's the power of understanding the story inside your mind. It's really powerful to change that story. That's why it is how you lead yourself first. So if this is a new idea for you, <laughs> trying to help other people. <laughs> I know we're not supposed to type other people, but how do we help other people hear their stories? I love this question. So when you are trying to help other people hear their stories, so say you're a leader and you are experiencing the Enneagram, but you do, you're working with somebody who isn't. Even if you don't know the Enneagram, reflecting back to people what they're saying is a great way to help them hear their story. So you can say things like, Here's what I'm hearing you say, and it sounds like you're creating this meaning. Sometimes people get a little freaked out if you call it a story, because like my grandma Delario used to say, are you telling me a story? Which meant, are you lying to me? So just be careful with that language and make sure how well you know the person if you've established that in your relationship. But reflecting back to somebody who's like, are you making this meaning? This is what I'm hearing. Are you doing that? And let them hear the story that they're making. Then you can start to talk through it, which is another part of self-awareness. When you can bring things out into the open, then you can change and do something about it. You can change your results. So if you are interested in learning more about how to be a better leader, you have to start with understanding the story that you're saying in your own mind. If you are ready to dig deeper into that, in March, I am hosting the Joyosity Retreat. Now, we're going to cut off the signups for that in about, I think, 10 days. I'm looking at the calendar. And so make sure if you are interested in the Joyosity Retreat, I only have nine spots left. We're going to dig into this and dig into that 
whole aspect of the explore stage of the joyosity model. So we're going to talk about your values. We're going to talk about the stories you tell yourself and all the personality types. So you can not only do this for yourself, but also bring it back to your team and be that asset to your organization. So if you're interested in that, you can shoot the QR code there um, that takes you to jenwhitmer.com slash joyosity-retreat-march. So if you're listening, we're going to put this in the show notes. So, cause that's just way too long to remember, but that's the deep dive into how you really start to act on it in your life. Leading yourself first is one of the most powerful things that you can do as a leader. It is foundational to leading other people. You have to lead yourself first. And it begins with the stories that you tell yourself. So back to that cold plunge. (laughs) When I was in that cold plunge, the challenge was three minutes. And I could see the ice floating on the top of this pool. The only way I stayed in was controlling my thought life and being focused on how I was going to tell that story. And the story that I could tell myself in that moment was, I can do this. I know how to breathe. I'm a, I'm a singer. I know how to fill my lungs with air and release it. I know how to regulate my heart rate as a singer. And as, and so I could rely on the story that I was telling myself that this pain won't last forever because that's the Enneagram seven personality story that this pain pain is going to last forever. And so we can really dig in. I could sit there and say, I know how to breathe. I can do this for three minutes. I know how to do this. That's the story I could tell myself. Your ability to control your thought life is the ability to lead. And that's what I want for you. So I would love to hear what you think about this, what your stories are around this for yourself. If you are catching the replay, please feel free to drop your questions and comments in the comments. I will come back and make sure that I answer them. And I do have to giggle that I'm trying to help somebody else as a two. You're just forever doing that. Uh, Thank you for that comment. (laughs) I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. And hopefully I will see you in an Enneagram Navigator session, or maybe the Joyosity Retreat. Next week is President's Day here in the U.S., so we are taking a holiday, but the week after that, we'll be back with Jenny Evans. So we will see you here live at 1 p.m. Eastern. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earballs have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.